0: I'm Sandi Shetty and I'm Shreya Karnik and welcome to Voices of Gen Z. So today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of you may know and that's fast fashion. Fast fashion has kind of dominated the way that the retail industry currently operates in the modern world. We've gone from times where to get clothes you needed to have a tailor to sew them to standardized sizing to now as we know it fast fashion. It's cheap, quick, and oftentimes it has questionable quality and questionable origins. These clothes are rotated in stores really quickly, so about once a week, to have a lure for customers to go in on. However, this means that the clothes are often not made through fair trade ways and they're often not ethical or sustainable. A lot of our favorite brands actually are fast fashion brands and you may not know that and some of them are H&M, Sheen,
1: Forever 21. These are all examples of fast fashion. Clothes that are made from questionable quality and produced really, really quickly. Another store that actually was one of the founders of the model of fast fashion is Zara. So I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory on this brand. So there was a man, his name was Amancio Ortega, and he started the brand Zara in 1975. Now this man had started sewing clothes when he was 14 years old, so he was quite experienced in that industry. So anyways, he wanted to start this brand to revolutionize the fashion industry. He wanted the clothes to be made quickly, that was something that drove him. He wanted clothes to be produced on, on the racks really, really quickly. So he developed a model to make it so that instead of clothes coming out every season like we're so used to, he wanted new clothes to be on the racks every two weeks. Which meant that he had people working nonstop like crazy.
0: And so Zara still does this to this day, right?
1: Yeah, so Zara's model currently is that obviously it still has its spring lines, winter lines, etc. But it has clothes coming onto the racks and rotating really, really quickly. And oftentimes that leads to environmental and um, labor tolls that a lot of us are unaware of.
0: I think a lot of us understand, you know, that the sweatshops operate in like Bangladesh and China, but I don't think a lot of us realize that some of that is happening right here in our country.
1: Right. So the concept of sweatshops is basically there are child laborers and people working long hours for minimum wage or lower. Oftentimes it's kids being put to work for like 11 hours, a stretch for 11 hour stretch, uh, and it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. They don't have breaks, and it's just constant, constant working. Oftentimes, it leads to child abuse or abuse in the workplace, and it's been really, really risky. This oftentimes happens, or we've seen it most, in California and New York, but California specifically is really, really like getting hit hard
0: and you know when i first heard that i thought well aren't we supposed to have minimum wage laws that prevent you from being able to do that but actually most of the workers that are in these sweatshops are undocumented immigrants so it's not exactly like they can report that they can't say to the government that they're not getting paid fairly or they're under duress because that would mean that they would get deported.
1: Exactly. And 70% of the sweatshop workers are undocumented immigrants in California. So because it's such a high number, reporting that is really, really risky.
0: Because at that point, not only are you endangering yourself, but you're also endangering the people around you
1: exactly and with the coronavirus going on right now it just makes things even worse a worker um, named Sa- Sajedul Islam said that if we stay at home we may save ourselves from the virus but at the same time who will save us from starvation so at this time ta- at the time that we're in right now it's really really crucial for them to be continuing to earn some money, even if it's literally $5 an hour. Um, And they are putting themselves at risk.
0: Yeah, and that's what we see in the fashion industry. The fast fashion industry is out there to make clothes very quickly. And to reproduce that, to get something up and running in a week, you have to have workers that are working in bad conditions. And this essentially makes the working conditions really bad and then the money that they make is very little and so that makes for unethical clothing exactly but the labor is just
1: one part of the problem the environment is actually harmed greatly so the fashion fashion industry itself produces 10% of the global carbon footprint that is Like, think about how much that is. And it's also the second biggest polluter of water.
0: Yeah, and another thing that we actually have going on with these companies is you may think, well, I know I've bought from, like, companies and they said that they have a conscious brand or they have um, an ethical brand. So that's another form of what we call greenwashing, where companies portray themselves as more eco-friendly and then they are not actually like that and they're really doing that just to manipulate the customers into buying their clothes. H&M has an eco-friendly line that's called Conscious and Zara has Join Us. Both these companies use words such as green or sustainable or ethically made that has no set definition and is essentially a blanket statement to be able to trick the average consumer into buying clothing that they think is sustainable when in reality it's not. Yeah and a lot of
1: times these brands when they say that their clothes are sustainable obviously sometimes sure that may be true but when these kind of fast fashion brands say that their clothes are sustainable oftentimes it means just a part of that clothing like maybe the dye that went into that clothing not necessarily the fabric so when they say that it is a green ethical piece of clothing That means part of the clothing, not all of it.
0: You really have to do your research, this means. A great way to kind of shop from these places is to still shop, you know, no one's telling you not to do that, but to wear them for a little bit longer just because that can also really reduce your carbon footprint by 30%. So if you wear your clothes for nine months longer, you can reduce that. Yeah.
1: And a lot of us say, oh, I donate my clothes, which that's great. Donate your clothes. But what we don't know is a lot of the time what happens is when clothes don't sell off, like let's say in our local Goodwill, let's say that we donate and clothes don't sell. If those clothes don't sell, they are left to be incinerated. Okay, so That means that, let's say in this situation, a pile of clothes didn't get sold for a long period of time. Okay, time to get rid of them. What happens is they end up in a third world country and they get burned.
0: Yeah, which is really sad. But, you know, that's just one of the things that you can do. So try and be aware of where you're donating. I mean, our generation really does a lot of work. I think we like to stand up for what we believe in. And while there are a lot of issues going on in the world, this is something that you can easily fix. I mean, wearing your clothes for a little bit longer, being a little more selective with where you shop, at the end of the day, solving those issues starts with us. And it's a little change that can lead to a big one in the end.
1: Exactly. Like, think about it this way. If every single person brought one used item this year from let's say from a thrift shop or like a depot it would be equivalent to removing 500,000 cars off the road for a year so that's like co2 emissions think about how big of a difference that would make
0: and everyone already likes thrifting right I mean we see videos on it online so the more you do that the better it is for the environment
1: exactly our generation is so about changing the world, and this is just another way that you can do it, and it's honestly so easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I know that you can't go out to thrift stores now just because of the virus, but I thrift from ThredUp. Depop is great. I mean, there are a bunch of sites that do offer really sustainable ways for you to be able to buy clothing.
1: Exactly, and we aren't saying don't buy clothing from these fast fashion stores. I mean, we buy clothes from there, but what we are saying is using them for longer or being conscious about the choices that you make can make a really, really big difference.
0: Exactly. So no matter what you do, just keep that in mind. Keep in mind what is fast fashion, how it's kind of exploitative, and just remember that the longer you wear your clothes, the better it is for the environment. Exactly.
1: All we're saying is be conscious about the decision that you're making with these clothes Because in the long run, it could make an enormous difference to the fate of our world. Hosted by Sambi Shetty and Shreya Karnak, welcome to the Voices of Gen Z.